Hello. Welcome back. Hello, mamas. Nice to be back after this 15-minute break we took. (laughs) All right. I got to start on probably not exactly a great topic, but a a very intense topic. For sure. Because I'm over it, man. I have it wrote on our deal that we come up with every week as egg donor. So if you're catching my drift, good. If not, I'll explain. Why do we talk so much about deadbeat dads and never about deadbeat moms? Oh, I did not think you were going in that direction. Yep. I didn't feel like you were picking up what I was throwing down. Okay. You know how they normally call it like the sperm donor? Going the opposite. It's the egg donor. For your situation, you have one of the biggest piles. Yes. Yes. That is... I don't even care if she hears this. That is all that she is good for. Thank God that factory is closed, though. Let's get on it, though. Is it, though? Yeah, it is. Air tube's tied. Well, I mean, crazier shit has happened, but, like, for everybody's sake, I hope that the factory stays closed and does not get opened. I was taking that in a way different. I figured that you were different direction because, you know, we've got the whole like money issues that everybody is going through right now. So I was like, yeah, I'll sell my eggs. Yeah, I can't. I literally cannot. I couldn't have a baby running around that I knew was mine, which is why I also am mad at this fucking situation. What situation? Egg donor. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry. Got a kid running around. Yeah. He doesn't even care about it. Doesn't even care. Like, I try to hold myself in so, like, compose myself in a certain way. Because I know that one of these days, Hadley might hear this, okay? By that time, though, Hadley's going to know what type of person egg donor is. And that is all that I'm going to call her. Because a mother would never do this to their child. Okay? Let me preface. Today is October 3rd, 2023. The last time Kathleen May saw her egg donor was August of 2022. The last time she spoke to her egg donor on the phone was July 21st, 2023. Tell me why that was two fucking months ago. I don't even have words. I have no clue how or why a mother would do that. I couldn't. I could fucking never. There are days that my kids drive me insane, but they're gone for three hours, and I'm like, ah, I kind of miss them. Exactly. I, like, 
And there are so many things that I could say and so many instances that I could bring up in the past two months. But is it worth it, though? Because no. we know. Like, not even worth worrying about or talking about, even. Because we know. Right. And I don't have a nice thing to say about her, to say to her. She just needs to know, or anybody else who is in contact with her, because I know that there are people out there who are, that when she decides to call, because she will, she will decide eventually that she wants to talk to her. It'll be right around the holidays. It won't be on her birthday, because she didn't call on her birthday last year. It'll be around her birthday this year, I bet. Who knows? It'll probably be on my birthday. That will piss me off. Either way, I don't care. You can give her this warning that I am going to be one the one answering the phone. Because I've got a lot of fucking questions to ask her. And she's not going to pretend to be buddy-buddy with Hadley. Knowing that she has broken Hadley's heart for the past two months, like, didn't call on her first day of school. Hadley's been cheerleading for a month, hasn't called to ask her how it was going, how she liked her first game or whatever. Like, literally hasn't done anything that a mother would, I mean, granted, should. when was the last time that she actually did anything that a mother would or should do? Been a hot fucking minute, okay? I literally am over it i hope that she doesn't talk to her for six months i i like for hadley's best interest because i do think that it is better for her to not be in her life versus to be in and out as she fucking pleases because it's only hurting hadley more because if ha if hadley's not talking to her regularly isn't hearing her name isn't knowing anything about her it doesn't really, like, of course there are days where it kind of hurts her feelings, but out of sight, out of mind for a kid, it's a real fucking thing. She doesn't think about her mom very often because, sorry, but she has a mom here who actually loves her and who takes care of her and who wants the fucking best for her. It just really grinds my gears that I know that her mom has been in contact with other people. How could you not? But cannot be in contact with her own child. Exactly. Like, like, and she, and this isn't Hadley's older sister's fault. It's really not. It, it can't be. She's a child. But I know that Hadley's egg donor has talked to the older daughter in the meantime. Like, in these two months, I know that she has talked to her. Um, so it's just, it's really sad. Because Hadley also knows that. Like, Hadley does talk to her sister. And we make sure that they're able to see each other and, you know, do things together. But it's also because Hadley can only talk to her on her dad's phone. So Hadley can only talk to her egg donor on Daniel's phone. That is the only way that we will allow it because she likes to twist. Yes, she likes to twist things, like to make, likes to make up lies. When I say she, I'm meaning Hadley's egg donor. But she does. She lies all the fucking time. She makes up these stupid-ass excuses. But Hadley's older sister has her own phone, is able to have that contact with her mom as she pleases. Which, there, I have no ill will towards that situation either. That's what works for, best for them, and this is what works best for us. So, I feel like 
At this point, Hadley's mom has just decided that it is easier to talk to her older sister because she can say whatever she wants when she wants. And she can't say that shit to Hadley because, one, Hadley will tell us. And we don't, we don't fucking deal with that. We're not going to let you lie to her. We're not going to let you talk to her a certain way. She is still a child. She is not a fucking adult. Do not act like she is an adult. Because that's one thing that does piss me off. And that is one thing that I will scream at you over, over the phone. I don't give a fuck. Come up to my house. I dare you. Like, I'm getting very upset. I cannot stand the situation that we're in. Though I think that it is ultimately what is best for Hadley. I think that it's really sad. That one, it had to come to this. And two, that her mom couldn't be woman enough or mom enough to be like, I think it's just best that you have a better life this way. Yeah. Because it would be so much easier if her mom would just, or her egg donor would just be like, you know, you guys have her, you know, and have had her for a while. I think it's just best if you guys have full custody, which you guys do. Right. But if she would sign over her rights where you would be able to adopt her, it would be better for Hadley. It would be better for you all. It would just be the better option all around. It just breaks my heart for Hadley. And honestly, it this is going to make me sound very, very selfish, but it, it does suck for me. It sucks for, you know, me and Daniel's biological kids together because all of this shit that's going on puts me in an awful mood. It puts... Hadley in an awful mood. It puts Daniel in an awful mood. Our, you know, our biological kids, they don't get the best parents because then we're dealing with all of this shit. It lit, it really has put a damper on everything, honestly. And, you know, it's getting better. Obviously, as time goes on, it's getting better. When it first happened, we were in the fucking pits. Because it was just so fucking hard. Hadley acted out so bad. But, I mean, let's be honest. How would we act out if that shit happened to us? Exactly. It's like losing a parent. Their minds. Because even though her big donor's not deceased, practically like she is. Doesn't get to talk to her very often. When she does, it's just bad. It's just, it's a mental roller coaster. It is. And it's terrible that Hadley has to go through this. Is not some, something that at her age, on top of everything else she's going through. Right. Because she's right at that age where she'll be starting period. She'll be going through puberty. Got other yeah. things in her body and in her mind that she will be. And I, I've said this before, but it's really shitty that her first heartbreak had to come from her own goddamn mom. Like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? My mom wasn't the best mom. But at least she didn't fucking abandon me. See, like, my situation, my mom didn't abandon us, but we still lost her. Right, but that's so, not something that you could control or your mom could control. No, not at all. But still, it is very heartbreaking. For sure. And I feel like that's similar to how 
Hadley is dealing. I think it's similar, but I think that they're also so very different because you're not able to talk to your mom. And she is. And it's her mom's choice. And I think that's where where definitely the heartbreak is. Because, I, I mean, I've had that own heartbreak with my mom, but as an adult. And so it's, and my mom's getting so much better. And I am, I am actually very proud of her. But the whole, she, Hadley knows. And I think honestly, and again, this is going to make me sound very awful, but I think that it would be easier on Hadley if her mom was deceased. Because it's not the, her, you know, the her mom's not choosing to not talk to her. Right. Like and her mom has no choice at that as point. As soon as her mom calls and talks to her. Well, then it's another couple months, and then you have to deal with it for another couple months of her heartbreak again. Yeah, and then it's just a constant heartbreak for Hadley. And then every and time it happens, terrible. she gets into this awful downward spiral. Like, she is already at that age where we're having difficulties with her, with having an attitude, because it's just the fucking age. But it doesn't help that she's going through all of this shit. And then, you know, it's just extra because it's like, oh, well, my mom doesn't fucking like me, even though, you know, yes, I, I want totally to say that her mom saying. loves her, but the way that she's acting isn't showing it. I would, I hope that her mom loves her. I really do. And I hope that one day her mom changes her life around, but I also don't want to put Hadley in that situation because of all the bullshit we're going through. Like, absolutely not. And there's just been so much shit happened in the past couple of months even not talking to her that her mom has done but i'm like are you fucking kidding me it's just there's no way around it it's shitty part for you can't be like no we're just not going to talk to her right because you have to right that's what's shitty it's hard because i know there are other uh, bonus bombs listening to this and it is hard because it's not that Hadley doesn't love me but I can't give her the kind of love that she wants from her mom like her I can give her all of them I literally can love her like my own child it's not the same and because she doesn't have her mom in her life and although me and her have a decent relationship there are definitely days where she acts like she fucking hates me. And I know that it's not because she does, you know, or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know for like 1000% sure. I feel like it's not. It's not. But she does love you. She, she acts at me a certain way. I'm not her mom. Right. And it's, it's true. I am not her mom and I can't, I can't give her her mom's love. I can give her my love. I can give her all of my love, but I cannot give her her mom's because her mom is choosing to do whatever the fuck she wants. So there are definitely days just, where our relationship fucking struggle. And that's for every a- bonus child and bonus parent's relationship. That shit happens all the time in every one. It's, it's such a sticky situation that you... Have bonus children or our bonus moms or dads deal with. It's so hard to know exactly what to do because what you would do with your child isn't a hundred percent how you should do it with your with your bonus child. 
Right. And like, it's like so I would never hard to distinguish what is what to do, what not to do a bonus child because you constantly run into the biological or whatever. Right. So hard to deal with that. And it is hard and especially in our situation, the whole I and you know, I already said, but like I can't give her her mom's love. And I would never leave my biological children. And honestly, if me and Daniel split up, I wouldn't leave Hadley either. Exactly. Like, the, we, we are a package, package deal. We are a family. If me and Daniel split up, I would still have Hadley 50% of the fucking time like I have my other two. Exactly. Like, that shit would not change. And that is something me and Daniel have 1,000% talked about is if we ever split up, you're not taking her from me. Because she is still as much part of my life. Whether her mom is in the picture or not. I do not care. But the whole I would never leave my children. And Hadley's in that situation where her mom left her and it doesn't matter what I do or what I say. I will never be good enough. That is 1000% the truth. And and even my sister has said it, you know, because her biological dad was never in the picture. And and my dad did love her like his own child you know she still calls my she calls my biological dad which is her technical bonus dad she calls him dad yeah still to this day but she's like there is a love that i wanted from my biological parent that the other parent just could not give me i loved them but it was nothing like what i needed from my biological parent and so like no matter how much i love her it's not going to ever be enough because she's always going to look for that extra. And it's just, it's hard. And I get it. It's like, But it's more hard for her than it ever will be for me. Because I'll love her the same no matter what. But she will always have that void, I feel like. And whether the biological parent is present or not, it's still just a nice... Yeah, it does. That's how I feel. It feels awful, honestly. And not a lot of people talk about that. Let's be open and honest 1,000% on this fucking podcast right now. Being a bonus parent is the hardest thing I've ever had to fucking do in my life. I I can be a mom all day. And being a mom is hard. But being a bonus parent is so fucking hard. It's draining. It's exhausting. Would I do it over again? 1,000% every fucking time. Would I do it different? For fucking sure. We have issues with Remington. It's because he doesn't respect me. And there have been situations in the past where his mom has pretty much told him, like, she's not your boss. You do not. And it's very hard to overcome those situations because. Like, Stephen and I have been together four years, or we've been married four years together, six going on seven, and have her constantly background being like, that's not your real mom. No, I'm not your real mom, and I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to take her place. I'm just trying to best that I can give you when you're with us. We have him 50% of the time. 
it's so hard for me to like just did something that was extremely disrespectful to me. Oh, okay. You know, we'll just roll on. It's so hard to do that. I can't, I can't punish him. I can't, you know, try to parent him because both of his parents are still there. Right. One of them's not at our house. I'm like, this is my house. These are my rules. You are going to eat what you were given. And we have started this thing at supper. Like, if you don't like what's cooked, you can have a ham sandwich. Yeah. That's your only other option. You're not going to go to bed hungry. Like, but you can have a ham sandwich. It's your only other option. Yeah. Like, you're not going to go in there and be like, well, I'm going to make this or I, I want you to make this. No. I already cooked supper for everybody else in the house. Don't like it. You can have a hand. And there has been instances where I've caught him paddling on me to his mother. Sending a picture of a ham sandwich on a plate on his bed in his bedroom. Yeah, that's your supper, bud. Like, you didn't like what I cooked for supper. That's what you're going to eat. Everybody else loved it. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's, it is what it is. And a lot of things obviously have changed in our house in the past year. A lot of things. Because we are only parents. I mean, let's be honest. We, since her mom left, we, me and Daniel are the only parents. Granted, I have had this conversation with people before. I have been in Hadley's life for seven years. Like, been in her life. I've probably actually been in her life for eight years. I've been in her life as a parental figure for seven. So, well, close to seven. Close to seven years. Anyways, I've been in her life for a very long fucking time. Okay, and it, like, there, there was a line in the sand in the beginning. Like, she's my child, I'm going to, you know, tell her no, I'm not going to punish her, I'm not going to do these things. And then it got to where she started acting out a lot. And that was probably when she, me, I was pregnant at that time. And I was like... You know, I had a conversation with Daniel and I had a conversation with Hadley's mom. And I was like, listen, like, obviously we're going to be in each other's lives for a very long time. And like, I wasn't coming off disrespectful because that's, I'm not her mom. But I was like, I'm going to be in her life for a very long time. And I'm, I'm about to have a baby. I, and this is one thing that we have told Hadley from the beginning. She does not have to call me mom. Does not. She can call me whatever she wants as long as it's respectful. Me bitch or cunt or anything like that. She's got to call me either by my name, something similar to my name, or mom. You know, right. anything in that yeah. vicinity is fine. And I was like, I will be in her life for a very long time. And if I'm going to treat her like one of my kids, me and her are going to have to have mutual respect for each other. Because I cannot be treated like garbage in my own house. Because then my other kids are going to see it. And that, you know, that was a long time ago. It wasn't anything super crazy or anything like that. 
But then I would tell Hadley, no, you cannot do that. That is not how we act here. You're not going to throw a fit. Like, and it was never, you know, me. I didn't beat the shit out of her or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even spank her or anything. But I did, you know, get on to her and discipline her. She sat in the corner. Stuff like that. Nothing super crazy. She was still little. And then it was after her mom left that things became more like, we're going to sit down. We're going to have this conversation. Like, because then she started getting, like, it was maybe even before her mom left when we started having her more full time than her mom. Um, it was a, hey, I know that this situation sucks. I know that it is not ideal. However, we're going to have mutual respect for each other. At this point, she's calling me mom. It's a whole big deal. Egg donor was making her call, was making Hadley call the egg donor's boyfriend dad because then the baby would get confused. Like, the stupidest shit I've ever heard, okay? And we told Hadley, we are like, you do not have to call him dad. At that time, she was still calling me Cindy, which was totally fine. You know, we could teach Harper that I am Harper's mom. And Hadley, I am Cindy. It's not that big of a deal. But Hadley started calling me mom. And I was like, okay, you know, it's not that big of a deal, whatever. There's some other shit that happened, like her mom asking me what Hadley would want for Christmas. And that's when I knew, like, she wasn't actually a mom. She was acting like Hadley's mom was acting more like I was her mom. But anyways, we had the talk. We sat down. We're like, you know, we're going to be mutually respectful for each other, but you're not going to act this way in my house. Like, we are. You call me mom. If you want me to treat you like my child, you have to act my child. You cannot disrespect me because that is not going to fly in my own house. That is not going to fly you disrespecting any adult. Okay, if an adult acts disrespectful to you, it's a little different. You do not go out and be disrespectful to anyone. That is not the kind of kids that I am trying to raise. And so I couldn't imagine being disrespected in my own home because one, like, it didn't even start until. Hadley's egg donor left that she started acting some type of way towards me and I know that the only reason was because she didn't have biological parent and that shit's hard and me and her have had plenty of talks she talks to me about everything I you know we try to keep an open line of communication does she still get in trouble absolutely but that is any kid and if I'm going to treat her like my own there should be that mutual respect there you know if she is mine she calls me mom even if she called me cindy she is mine i take care of her i am in her life literally 24 7 we are mother and daughter she is mine i will claim her for the rest of my fucking life so i'm going to treat her like she is my own child i am not gonna sugarcoat shit with her i'm not gonna let her get away with anything No, absolutely not. I would treat her the same way that I'm going to treat the other two. Granted, they are treated different right now because Hadley is nine, Harper is five, Hazel is two. There is an age difference. They all get treated way differently. Yeah. Because Hazel, you know, Hazel, let's say, colors on herself, okay? Yeah, I'm going to be like, Hazel, you know, we don't do that. Absolutely not, you know. We it's stuff that we gotta teach her. Hadley draws on herself and be like, What the fuck were you thinking, bro? Yeah. What are you doing? So in our house, 
Remington was a little bit older when I came into the picture. So, like, he was eight years old when we had Piper. Right, yeah. So he was quite a bit older when we had Piper. So, was never that he had to call me mom. But, the last year, I have noticed that the little ones want to call me by my name. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to call me Lish, which is what Remington calls me. I told Remington, like, we had a sit-down talk, and I was like, you do not have to call me mom. Like, I do not expect you to. You know, I don't want you to if you don't want to. But whenever you're talking to the little ones, you know, if they want something and you want me to, you know, if you want them to come to me, you Refer say, to me as mom. Yeah, I was like, yeah. all you have to do is be like, go to your mom. Yep. Or go ask mom or whatever. I was like, you do not have to call me mom. So you can call me Lish. That's fine. I was like, but with the little ones, have to tell them like, hey, go to your mom or go to mom or yes. go ask your mom, go ask mom, whatever. I was like, because for them, it is using. For sure. And it would be just like any adult. Like an adult wouldn't be like, oh, you need to go ask Lish. They'd be like, go go ask mom. Exactly. Yeah. And that was a really hard time because he was calling me Lish and kids to go to Lish or, I don't know, go ask Lish. Like that type of situation. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard because I was like... I don't have the pull, like, I don't have the authority to tell him, like, you have to tell them. So I had to pull Steven in. Right. I was like, he keeps calling me Lish to the kids and tell it's like, go to Lish. I was like, I don't want my kids calling me by my legal name unless they are old enough to understand. Right. Like, Piper now, she will be like, hey, my friends are over. Can I call you Lish now? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, there is another mom here. So, yes, that's fine. It's a big kick out of it. Like, she loves it. She thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And my kids get so fucking mad because I, like, Harper in particular gets so mad because I will not let her call me Cindy. Yeah. I'm like, no, I am mom to you. I am mom. If one of these days when you're an adult, you decide to call me Cindy, I guess that's fine. I am mom right now. Let me be mom for this little time that I can, please. But that's the only time we have issues with that. He, for a while when he was younger, so right after Steven and I got together, he was, he had just turned six. And for some reason, he started calling me Mama-lish. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. If you want to call me that, that's fine. Well, it was that for a while, like almost a year. He was calling me Mama-lish. And then something happened between Steve and Stephanie told him to stop calling me that. Not let him call me that. Like, well, like, that's what they called the other parents. Yep. Nix's parents, so Remy's half-brother, that's what they call his 
brother's that, yeah, like step, his, his, his brother's stepmom. I'm like, well, this is weird, and that's how it's been ever since. I'm not a person to let much slide. So if there's an issue, like I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, and other situations were happening, and I'm like, this isn't right. Like we need to say something. So we did, and. There was a little bit of an argument for a while and disagreements. And so I'm sure that's what caused it. But still, I was like, this isn't like you calling me mom-ish for almost a full year. Hadley has been calling me mom for five years. And let me tell you, the stab that I have in my heart whenever she calls me Cindy like, because there are times, you know, she's she's talking to her friend or something, and then she is telling me the story. So, like, she's she's talking to her friend at school or whatever, and she comes home and she tells me the story. She's like, yeah, and then she says my given name. <laughs> and I look at her and I'm like, what? And, like, it's a little bit of a stab in my heart, but then I'm like, you know, we have always raised her that she can always call me Cindy if that's what she feels like is necessary. And she doesn't ever say it in, like, an awful way. Right. There are some times where she's trying to get my attention, and she's like, Cindy! And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah? What's up? Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm gonna, not even gonna lie. Sometimes it is literally a jab to my heart, because I'm like, man, I've been mom for so fucking long. Yeah. And she... Anytime that she usually refers to me, she'll refer to me as mom. When she's talking to her teachers, I'm mom, you know, and we live in such a small town. Honestly, the few of you who listen to this, like you all are, most of you are from this town. Everybody knows what's going on. They know who I am. They know yeah. who Daniel is. They know who Hadley's egg donor is. Like everybody knows everybody so they already know this situation and it is not something that we hide from our teachers if there are new teachers in town or whatever even hadley talks about it like this is the situation that is going on if there is something going on you need to let us know if there is something in hadley's attitude and you know her change of work or anything like that we always want to be open and upfront about those things that we have if there is an issue we can catch it there to be proactive about that for sure you know it becomes a big issue yeah that's well on to a lighter topic i did something yesterday oh yeah i changed up my kids' room did it actually is really nice so the way that the rooms were set up before was we had a like the kids' room, and it was a big room, and then we had the playroom. So just a bunch of toys and bullshit. Well, now the big room is the little girls' room, so it has all their toys and shit in it and their beds. And then the littler room, which was the toy room, is now Hadley's room. So it has her bed in there, and it oh, has a desk. Deal. So it was so sweet, except for she came home from school yesterday, and she's like, oh, they get the painted room? And I'm like, there's two of them and one of you. Yes, you're getting the smaller room. You will be fine. Ultimately, she was fine. She didn't really care. But she uh, that was the first thing out of her mouth. And I was like, girl, I spent all day cleaning these rooms, going through all y'all's toys. Oh, so I went through the kids' room the other day, and I had both the kids in there with me. Very proud of Piper. Yeah? She did. 
had a diaper box and I was going through the toys. Like I was picking out the toys that were like broken. Yeah. Like the ones that have those little bitty batteries that are $20 for a single little yes. bitty battery. Like if they were out, I was throwing those toys away. If there was pieces missing to any of the toys, I threw them away. And Piper got a whole diaper box full of toys to throw away. I was very proud of her. She was great. I was like, okay, sweetie, what about this toy? And she goes, that one's broken. You can throw it away. Or she was like, I don't play with that one. You can get rid of it. And I was very proud of her. She did great. Good. Yeah, got rid of a bunch of toys out of her room. I got rid of a bunch of toys, too. Broken Shit that didn't have all the pieces, like, shit we should have never kept in the first place that just ended up in all the toy fucking baskets. However, this is where I lack as a parent. I cannot throw away stuffed animals. I can't. We have three hanging nets in the kids' rooms. So there's two in the little girls', and then there's one in Hadley's room. They are full. And I'm like, I can't, and I don't know what it is. I, why I have attachments to every single one of these, I don't know. So, Stephen, whenever he was working on the road hauling campers, he would, anytime he went to a new state or a new town or whatever, he would get the kids a stuffed animal. So, like, 75% of the kids' stuffed animals are from different states. Mm-hmm. That was their gift when he would come home was a stuffed animal from wherever he had been, that kind of stuff. And then they each have toys from, or stuffed animals from when they were born. Each one of them got a stuffed animal from their Gigi. Mm -hmm. And then Piper, at her baby shower, like that was something we asked for, was a stuffed animal with a note on the tag. So a lot of their stuffed animals are sentimental. Yeah, mine got no sentimental meaning. I am super weird when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so got them, f- got this toy or this stuffy for them. Like, I can't throw it away. But, yeah, I need to. Bro, literally, I could have picked up a stuffed animal on a Tuesday six years ago. And I'm just not throwing it away. Like, I, I don't know what it is. There isn't, like, there are a couple things up there for sure that have sentimental meanings that I will never get rid of but the bulk of that shit really could be thrown away i can't do it because i feel like if i i feel like stuffed animals are the last thing to go as you know my as children age that is definitely the last thing that they grow out of are stuffed animals and i cannot my kids will probably still have stuffed animals in their rooms as adults because i'm not getting rid of them i can't i still have stuffed animals in my room which they're in my little uh it's my nightstand. Mm-hmm. They're sentimental, so I'm not rid of them. I literally can't. That is one thing. Like that is what is crippling me. We have a full, is the thought large tote completely full, and one of the hanging nets completely full. And whenever the kids like knock the net down and it falls, there's a whole entire crib <laughs> that gets filled up. Like, what are we going to do with all this? But I don't want to get rid of it. I don't know what you're supposed to do with stuffed animals. I I've downsized. Like that it sounds crazy. I've got three nets. But 
six months ago when we went through the kids' room, I threw a bunch away. Or I gave a, like, I did give a bunch to my mom for her house. I gave a bunch to Condra for her house. Like, I can't. This is why I do not want toys for Christmas for my kids. They will get one toy from Santa, and everything else needs to be something different. One of the big reasons, because last year was the first year we implemented that in mm -hmm. our family. I had aunts that were like, I am not something they don't want. I'm going to get them a toy. Well, instead of giving, getting them a big toy, they got them a whole entire gift bag full of like little toys. I'm like, okay, well, within three months, I will have thrown every single one of those in the trash. Exactly. Like, I love that you want to get them something they want, but we can't. Our house is not big enough for toys, for the amount of toys that they have. Like, they have all the toys they want. They don't ever play with them. Like, mm -hmm. there's no need for that kind of stuff. And I hate to throw stuff away knowing somebody or I spent money on it. Right. Well, I'm also crippled by... My kids are so small. The little ones are so small. Hadley has grown out of really, like, playing. She plays with the girls sometimes. Mostly she wants to play, like, school and shit now. But we have this huge Barbie doll house. And then this really big kitchen set. And I'm like, they just take up so much space. But I'm like, I cannot get rid of them. There is something crippling me. Especially with the Barbie house. Yeah. Because the Carols still play with it. They still play with it. It just takes up so much fucking. Barbies. Oh, my girls do. But they're turning more into babies than they are Barbies. And I'm like, but I still can't. Bro, my brain hurts. I remember when I was little and we would have garage sales and that was one of the things that was very hard for me to watch sell at a garage sale was my Barbie house. But we didn't really play with it that often. But I still played with my Barbies. So it was so hard to see the house go. Yep. That's where I'm like, you know, the girls play with Barbies, but do they really use the house? I don't know, because I hate playing Barbies. Like, that's one thing as a mom I cannot do. I I'd will play baby dolls with you I all day. I would rather play Barbies over baby dolls. No, not me. I'll be Piper. the best grandma babysitter ever. Piper comes up to me with an armload of stuffies the other night. She goes, these are my babies, and you're the babysitter here. Like, I don't want to babysit. No, no, no. You hold this baby. You babysit. I'm like, I don't want to. And she walks off. <laughs> I feel like that is how Sadie feels when we drop the kids off. Here, Here's a baby. Here's a baby. You babysit. We'll be back later. Like, I don't want them. I was like, I don't want these. No, you babysit. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And she was gone. Yep. It's. But speaking of doing their rooms the other day, our floors are so awful in our house. So fucking awful. And I just feel, I feel bad because one, they're stained to hell. Kids ruined those floors. Granted, they weren't great to begin with. I think the last time they were replaced had to be in the 70s. They got that shag ass carpet that's the lowest carpet I've ever seen in my fucking life. 
I hate it. Anyways, I want my house to look more aesthetically pleasing. And not for anybody else but myself. Literally, for no one else. Like, I, I literally don't care who walks into my house and who sees it and who gives a fuck about what it looks like. For myself, I want it to look nice. Because I want, like... I, I've said it before, my brain does not function unless everything else in my life is perfect. I just want everything in my house to have a place. I don't have a place for everything that I want in my house. I don't know what to do. I'm also very fucking lazy, so there's a bunch of shit that I could be doing that I just don't want to do. I can be. Is he force myself not to be? Not me. It stresses me out when I am. But I was not like I was raised in a house like you got up and you did something. Right. Like you didn't sleep in. If you did, you were a piece of shit. So like you had to get up, you had to do something. If you sat down and took a break, you were a piece of shit. Yep. So and like, I think that's why I'm okay with being an adult and taking time for myself because right. as a kid, I couldn't. Right. And everybody needs to have time for themselves. And that's probably why I'm very lazy. But like even so, like whenever Steven and I both go home on lunch and have lunch at home, like we'll sit down, and watch our show but in the back of my head. I'm constantly thinking like this needs to be done before the kids get home or this needs to be done. Oh, for whatever. sure. I stress the fuck out of myself. But when I'm the only one that goes home on lunch, like if with work or stays at work if he's busy or whatever i go home and i clean for 90 percent of my lunch break and then i grab something fast to eat and then rush back to work like i have to i don't know what it is but i can't just sit there and relax especially when i'm the only one there like same i don't on that aspect absolutely if there's no one else in my house i'm gonna be doing something but if there was somebody else in the house, no, absolutely not. There are just days also that I just don't feel like doing anything, so I just don't do anything. And that goes back to the whole, if my morning gets ruined, then I'm shit for the rest of the day. Like, it, it can't ever just be easy. Ever. Nothing's easy. Especially raising kids, a house, working, any of that stuff. Nothing's easy. Last topic because this is going to get us to time. I already know it. Have you seen the TikTok where the husband walks in recording his wife telling her that he's going to have his grandma move in with them and she says no? No. Okay. I'm going to try and find the video, but while I'm looking for it, I'm going to pretty much just tell you about it. Time out first. Yes, give me a second. I gotta find the stop. Okay, while we're on potty break, I found the video. I'm going to play just a part of it, but I'm going to turn it up, though. You can for sure hear it. I'm going to play it on here, Okay. and then we're going to talk about it. Oh. 
Especially your husband's grandma. Yeah, but what if you drowned? Sir, mommy, it's terrible. I'm hammering. Oh my God, I'm about to. Mommy is not staying here. Like I said, I'm putting my foot down. That room is going to stay occupied with you. Take care of the girl. Take care of the twins. I gotta take care of your grandma too. I gotta take care of her mask. I'm not doing nothing. You don't even think this is where you came up here. All she do is watch family feel. All she honestly is going to be in the first home. I'm out of sauce and work against you because I'm not doing it. When I just get ready from school, all I need is to take her mask in the morning. Why can't you? Why are you making this such a big deal? Okay, and then it goes on for probably another minute or so about them arguing back and forth about his grandma moving in with them. Okay? Okay. I want to hear your opinion on this before I give mine. I would never. In the house that we live at, I would never be able to. But if we had more of a, like a, but I can't even think of the word, like a, almost like a homestead where everybody lived there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the, a family compound. Yeah. So something like that, where you had bigger houses or whatever, and everybody lived there, like that would be a little bit different situation. I could not right now, but it would be one of my grandparents moving in with us. Listen, it would also have to be one of my grandparents because grandpa or Daniel's grandparents are dead. Um, let me tell you right now, if Daniel ever videotape me while we're fucking arguing thinking that he was gonna get somewhere and then this man posted this shit online thinking he was gonna get somebody to feel bad for him or to be on his side you got me fucked up okay first off i was thinking of that said it in the last episode i would be all up in daniel's motherfucking face if he started some shit like this at me Okay, and I've got a lot of things to say about it. First off, you have twins. Yeah. Okay, you have fuck. I don't care how old they are. You got kids. Kids come first. But then, not only does she have to take care of the kids, she got to take care of your ass. She has to take care of you. She even points it out. She got to take care of you. But on top of that, she works a full time motherfucking job, and you expect her to take care of your grandma. You expect her to take care of your grandma. Why the fuck can't you do it? Oh, because she's the woman and that's what she's supposed to do? Are you fucking kidding me? What century do we live in right now where you think that I have to take care of your grandma just because I'm the woman? Granted, even if it was Daniel's mom, would I have her move in with us? Absolutely. There was a time where we thought we were going to have to. Right. We thought she was going blind. We were looking for a house that would accommodate all of us. Okay? And if that should have had to happen, absolutely. But you, first off, you got me fucked up if you think that we're going to have an argument about it and you're going to put me online. But also, why in the fuck can't you take care of her? What are you doing? What in the hell are you doing? Why can't you do it? Why in the fuck can't you do it? I, it makes me so mad. 
did tell her, well, if you say no, then we're going to have a problem. Then what kind of fucking marriage is this? Right. If I can't have an opinion on something, what's wrong with the nursing home? Oh, you don't want to go into a nursing home? Well, I guess you better put your big boy britches on and take care of your grandma. Exactly. Which, if one of Stephen's grandparents was still alive... Like, that would be the situation. He would be like, okay, well, they have to live with us for a little bit or whatever the situation was. But he would 100% be like, I will take care of them. Yes. They are my grandparent. I want them here. And that would be the that would be the case. Like, none of my grandparents would ever, one of them tried to move in with us. And I was like, nah, no, thank Thanks. you. <laughs> like, I love you. And I would love to have you around the ones from out of town. Right. Like, I would love to have you around, and I love you, but I don't think I could live with you. Right. So she came with two dogs. Yeah. That were potty trained, but... Selective. Their potty training was they pooped and peed on a puppy pad that was oh. by the door. So you would constantly be picking up yeah, fecal matter dogs in your house and like had to pick it up every time. So like our situation was a little different. Right. I no thank you. I I don't think that there should ever be somebody else in your household. That isn't part of your family. So, like, husband, wife, and kids. Nobody else. Right. And also, there's always issues. No matter who it is, no matter how they're related, there's always issues. Also, where is grandma's kids at? Where exactly. is your parents and your aunts and uncles? Where the fuck they at? Right. Okay? Hey, if they're deceased... I understand. But at the same time, if your wife is saying no, that it's going to put too much on her shoulders... And, listen. Yeah, absolutely. No, you got me with this one. You got me fucked up, and you were one thousand percent in the wrong. Because yeah. you cannot make me do something I don't want to do. First off, also, if I was in grandma's shoes, and if I was grandma, and I found out about it, I would not be very happy with grandson. Okay, first off, there. But also, as I become a grandparent, or you know, whatever, if I get into that place where it's either. Put me in a nursing home where I have to move in with someone. I don't want to be a burden. Exactly. I would never want to be a burden. I do not want to be put but in. Stephen like, and I have talked about it before. Like, if something ever happened to one of us and we were, you know, paralyzed or handicapped in a way that it made it not able to survive in a house together, like, put me somewhere. Right. Like, put me somewhere where. I will be able to survive, to live, and I want you to move on. Right. You know, it would be hard for both of us, but if that is ever the situation, if I'm ever handicapped and unable to take care of myself where it burdens you or somebody else in our family, I do not want that. I, so I've had this conversation with Daniel before because I feel like it's a conversation that you need to have. If I ever get diagnosed with a men- with a terminal illness, or cancer, or anything like that, it is okay for you to leave. I want you to know that you don't have to stay with me just because I have this. Like, and 
it it will not make me think of you as any less because I mean it might actually but like I want to be able to if you decided to do that you decided that you know I have cancer and it just it's not something that you can handle and it's not you know and you decide that you need to move on with your life I want to be the one that has the almost gratification, I guess, to be like, I gave him permission to do that. He didn't do it behind my back. It wasn't anything like that. Like, I told him that that was okay. And, like, mate, a lot of people can't do that. I would expect Steven to stay with me until the end. I would hope. I would genuinely hope, but I also want, like, if shit did well, go sideways or whatever. If something happened and I was... You know, if I was diagnosed with a terminal illness, but it was like a long, a drawn out terminal illness, whatever it was. If I was unable to satisfy him, especially with us being younger right now, like if something happened tomorrow and I was diagnosed with some random disease or some terminal cancer, like I would expect him to stay with me until the end. But I would also expect him to go out there and live his life right and see that's where i ex i don't expect him to stay with me, okay and i i because i don't want to expect that and then be heartbroken you know what i mean like right. if that shit went sideways or whatever not that i would think that because i definitely think that he would stay with me like right. i don't However, I know that it is a burden and I know that it can be draining and I know they can be heartbreaking and all of that type of stuff that I don't want to put anybody through that. So, like, if I can go ahead and just say it while I'm okay, be like, if the shit ever did go sideways, it is okay. But I would also not want to be left alone during the last minutes of my life. I feel like I would rather, which granted, like, I'm sure my kids would be there, but, like, I would but rather be were, alone. Like, not if it happened tomorrow. Like, your kids would be little. Well, right. You know, like, that's the type of stuff. But I still feel like he would bring my kids. Like, you know what I right. mean? Like, maybe not stay with me, but I, he's going to have to move on with his life. And that type of stuff would be a burden and it would be hard. And although I would hope that he would stay if he didn't want to stay or couldn't, you know, and I say couldn't very loosely, like mentally wise, emotionally wise, couldn't deal with it. I would rather be alone than with somebody who is faking it, who is probably doing shit behind my back. Like, I don't know. That's that's definitely where I differ from a lot of people, but we we've definitely had that conversation. I'm like, just so you know, I give you permission. Like at this point in my life, I give you permission that if I were to be diagnosed with a even not even terminally ill, just an illness at all. Like if I was diagnosed with MS or um I don't know. It literally any anything else. If I was diagnosed with an illness, it is okay for you to leave. I don't want you to feel like you have to stay with me because it'll make you, like, because you'll be a better person or something. Like, I, it's fine. If that is not something that you can handle, then it is what it is. 
So, anyways, on that hard note that we just left you guys on, we're gonna have to leave you on that till next week. That's rough. I feel like we need to do some more jokes. We do. We have had shitty. Yeah, conversation. What the fuck is wrong with the person the, that makes up? Our- literally, the list is not that bad. Like we had wedding talk on there, homesteading, boy yeah, math versus girl math. Like, why did we talk stuff? about all the hard stuff? I don't know, Cindy. You're the one in charge of it, motherfucker. You're also contributing to the conversation. I just play along with whatever you say. I was like, okay, Cindy, what's next? And you went to fucking something dark. Well, we got talking about this TikTok stupid guy, and that just got me on a different conversation. Anyways, okay. maybe right. next week we'll have fun. Maybe that was not. a joke, Cindy. Oh, I told jokes last week. I tried to tell a joke, but it wasn't funny. We've got like three seconds. Oh, whatever. Let me see. Come up with a, a good joke. Um. Freddie's going to think we're up. super depressed. Uh, we can, I mean, I am. I don't know about you. I am. I don't ever know. The, what did one wall say to the other wall? What? I'll meet you at the corner. Ah. Knock, what knock. did the beaver say when he hit the dam? Oh, damn. Yeah. Knock, knock. There. Isabel. Isabel who? Isabel not working? <laughs> All right, guys. Till next week. Bye, mamas. See you later.